Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you shift your energy and radiate self-love so you'll naturally attract the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Marcy Newman again. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me again today, Marcy. Oh, I'm so excited too. And I cannot wait to jump into our topic today. We always have such a great time talking about these really deep, important topics. Mm -hmm. For those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she is an integrative, intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products, and the founder of Self Love University. She hosts a show on HeartShift TV, and she helps people release toxic, stuck energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that helps keep you coming back to your authentic self. And that's actually exactly what we're going to be talking about today, and it's really what my whole podcast is all about. I recently published an episode with you, Marcy, as you know, on how to unblock your barriers to love by removing energetic resistance from your past. And that is over on my podcast right now. I just published it recently, if anyone wants to go check it out. And I got some comments under that episode from people who could really relate. One person said, I have a broken heart. It's from a recent time. Someone else said, I can't seem to stop thinking of him daily 10 months later. I know I hear from women all the time who are stuck in the past, like they can't seem to get over someone, even if they were never in a full on relationship with them, they're stuck in heartbreak. Do you hear that from women as well? Oh my gosh, I sure do. And I just want all of our listeners to know, first off, I totally empathize with you. When it comes to trying to clear our energy of the past, it can be so challenging. But I also want you to know that there is nothing more important And we're going to be talking about that also today. Like, why is it so important to let go of that energy of the past? So where do you want to start? It's so juicy. It really (laughs) is. I forgot to mention we're broadcasting live on Bullhorn today, by the way. So hi to everyone joining. I see a comment already from someone in the chat who says four months and I'm stuck. I'm ready to let go. He's breadcrumbing. So you're at the perfect place and we can take questions Mm -hmm. after we get through some of this content. I think it would be important to start with what this looks like. What does it look like or feel like if someone's stuck in the past? And then we can get more specific as to how to get unstuck stuck and remove those barriers to love as we get into this content? I think it's such a great question, great place for us to start. And I have to say, first off, is that it sort of shows up in a number of ways. But those ways that we've had shared with us today, the comments that have come through already, you know, this description, number one, of heartbreak, of not being able to get them out of your head. What I want you to know right then and there that you have already identified the issue. When you can't get someone out of your head, it's because the relationship is in your head. And this is so hard for us to wrap our heads around, right? We think, oh, it must mean that I'm so in love with them or we're meant to be together and why hasn't this happened? So I'm just going to dive right in here and let you know that when something is stuck in your head, it's because the ego is making certain that it stays in your head because Mm. healing takes place in your heart. So as long as the ego can keep you separating in your head over and over and over, dissecting everything, trying to pull it apart, disentangle this, 
what happens when you do that? Well, I know what happens because I've experienced it. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure everyone here has experienced it. What happens is we go into this downward spiral where we start to beat ourselves up. It's like, what did I do? Why couldn't he love me? Why am I not enough? Why does nobody ever love me? Why can't anything ever work out for me? Mm -hmm. Why am I so unlovable? Why am I not worthy of love? And it goes on and on and on. So as long as you stay in your head with this, that's exactly what you're going to experience. You are going to experience what you perceive as a heartbreak, but it's in your head. It is full control of the ego over the relationship. And now you might be saying, wait a second, Marcy, I've had heartbreak and that is not in my head. That is in my heart. I can't stop crying. I can't move forward. I am full on paralyzed, catatonic by this. I know that feeling too. Mm -hmm. I've been there. And what I want you to know is that, again, what a master of disguise this ego is. Because your heart has no connection to your past. It is not going to be broken over a relationship that it only sees as whole. And I know I have to dive into this deeper because it can be confusing, but I want to clarify it as much as possible. When you feel like you have been heartbroken, what has really been broken are your dreams, what you wanted from that relationship what you expected from that relationship, what you needed from the relationship that didn't follow through. Again, your heart never stops loving. It never stops giving or receiving love unless you are telling it not to. And this is where we get into real trouble <laughs> because when we are believing that our heart is broken, what we actually do, and Helena, you and I have spoken about this, what actually happens is we contract the energy of the heart, which is the exact opposite of what we need to do. When we are looking to get over a heartbreak, get over a relationship, there is nothing more important than keeping your heart open so that nothing is getting stuck around your heart. And that's where the confusion comes in. Your heart is so full of pure love that it cannot see anything outside of itself. But what happens is we have all of this dense energy that comes from these disappointments, these diminishments of ourselves that we have bought into, that we start to, again, perseverate. We go over them again and again and again until it creates dense energy. And that dense energy, all it really wants to do is be set free because it knows what its true nature is. It wants to be free, just like you want to be free. So this dense energy congregates around the heart where it knows it's going to find healing. It's going to find the love and the light that it needs to come back and be set free. 
But what happens is, and this is where all of us have suffered, what happens is we have these programs and these conditionings that occur during childhood where we were given messages by those around us, some intentionally, some not intentionally. But these messages were in some way to keep us from being all full of ourselves. And they prevented us from being a full expression of ourselves. So we took on messages, all of those that I described earlier about not being enough, not being worthy, not being lovable, not being capable of loving, not being valuable. And it all, again, comes from this diminishment through these experiences that we've had as children that have been perpetuated time and time and time again so that the energy has become a belief system. And those beliefs, which are totally false, start to control everything. So it controls your perception of yourself, of the relationships that you want. It controls the choices that you make. It controls, of course, all of your thought as you're experiencing now. And it controls every experience because the messaging under that programming, under that conditioning is that you're not enough. But you know that you are. So every relationship that comes about, you're out to prove that you're enough. You're out to prove that you're lovable. But what happens is because this belief system is at work, remember it has an energy frequency. And energy is always seeking out other energy just like itself. So what does it do? It attracts to you someone who can't see that in you. I know I've definitely experienced that. It sounds mm -hmm. like everyone can relate. I'm just checking in with the chat. Michelle says, wow, so true. I've been stuck yeah. fixating on the wrong relationships in the past. Yeah. Kimberly Ann says, I do that. Another comment, true, the fantasy is blown apart. These comments are so great. Thank you so much for sharing, everybody. I can definitely feel that need to just want to prove myself mm -hmm. to everybody and I catch it all the time even now and it's like what am I doing like, it's just, I know it's ridiculous it seems so crazy but it's almost just this compulsion how do we start to break out of this if you're stuck in that place I would love to go deep into that today yeah let's do it so just as you just described you know what came up for you was this realization that you still do it from time to time mm -hmm. right if we can all create this keen awareness about when we are doing that, we can make a different choice. And this is where, you know, everybody's heard the phrase looking for love in all the wrong places. So this is exactly what we're describing. We're looking for love in places where we'll never find it, never, mm -hmm. ever. And what does it tell you? It tells you that that entire scenario has been produced by the ego mm. because the ego doesn't want you to step out of that pattern. It doesn't want you to step out of the conditioning that it has worked so hard 
to produce within you because as long as you stay there and it keeps you chasing your tail over and over and over again, it keeps you under control. It also keeps you in a diminished state so that you don't have a chance of experiencing real love as long as you're under the ego control. So awareness is key. And this is where I really work so hard with my clients because if we're trying to figure this out in our heads, it's a losing battle. I've said this before. I'll say it a trillion times over. The mind is 97% controlled by the ego. How can we possibly change our mind? Well, there's only one place. We must change our heart. We must change the way that we relate to ourselves, relate to our heart. Now, here's what happens when you start doing that. No matter how that ego is disguised, so you might meet some guy who's just everything you could ever want, so perfect on paper, and then you start to get into this relationship and it's the same thing. You are diminished, you are not respected, you are not cherished, you are constantly feeling like you're not enough, you're not lovable, all of this. And this is, again, how the ego keeps pulling you back. I call this actually the hope hook. So mm -hmm. you have all these hopes for this brand new relationship. And this one's completely different. I mean, look at him. He's completely mm -hmm. different. And he does this. He doesn't do that. He does this. And all of these things where you're saying, oh, he's so different. But unless you have shifted that energy in your heart, you can only keep attracting the same person, even though they look different or sound different or have a different job or appear initially to be different. You have to know this is science. And so when we understand that, we come back to the heart. It's the only place where we can really, truly correct this. And so what the heart is always telling us is that, what do you mean you're not enough? You're more than enough. What do you mean you're not lovable? You are love. What do you mean you're not capable of loving? How could love do anything but love? And it goes on and on and on. And it is in constant motion, bringing you evidence of that. But you're so in tune with trying to find opportunities to prove it to somebody else that you miss these messages that are being sent to you. So this is where the work takes place. I teach that we must learn to discern energy so that no matter how it's disguised, no matter how good it looks on paper, how good it looks in front of you, no matter what the ego does, that you will be able to identify it as ego energy by discerning how it feels. 
That makes so much sense to me. I'm wondering if this is resonating with everyone. It seems like this would be helpful for everyone out there. And this could apply to both men and women, I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My audience here on my podcast is mostly women. So we often talk about this from the yeah. woman's perspective, but this could apply to anybody. I can definitely feel it. If I think a thought and something doesn't feel right in my body, I know, oh, I'm not thinking a thought that's in alignment with my heart, the way you, you put it. it, or my true self, right? Whatever mm -hmm. you want want to think about that, your soul or your consciousness. Yeah. And so I can feel right away, oh, this doesn't feel right. This must be something that isn't true or that's coming from that ego place. Is that right? That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. And so this is where I say we get head heavy and heart empty. And it should be the opposite. We need to get heart heavy. In other words, we need to build up our heart so that it is feeding our head rather than trying to feed our heart through our head. Because again, the mind is 97% controlled by the ego. The energy of that is so dense, it could never enter the heart. And it's why it feels like the heart is breaking because the heart has been cut off from the source of energy that it needs to thrive. What is that energy? Love. You have contracted your heart. In fact, you've contracted your whole energy field. You are saying, why do I keep getting punished like this? Why am I not lovable? Why does nothing ever work out for me? All of these things that are so dense and so completely opposite of who you are, of course, you are going to contract your energy field, right? It contracts because you are in that protective mode. But here's what happens. So you think you're keeping out someone who's going to treat you like that again. But again, you're cutting yourself off from the source of energy that you need to remember who you are. Because you're also not letting your love out. And as much as we would like to think that we are going out every day searching for someone to love us, in truth, the real heart's yearning is for us to find a place for our love to land. Our love, because we are love, is that extension of energy that is looking for a safe place to land where it's going to be cherished and revered and honored and respected and nurtured and nourished. So you're holding all of that in and you're preventing any love that is searching for you from the outside, you're preventing it from coming in. And so you feel like you're dying. It feels like a heartbreak. I know we've all been there. Michelle in the chat says, absolutely resonating. Thank you. Satya says, I really liked how you suggested breathing in and out love. I think it helps discern between the ego right. and truth. Yes, we talked about that yes. in our last episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love everything you're sharing. In all these episodes we've done together, I haven't heard you share any of this before, really. So I am <laughs> learning a lot of new things here, which I absolutely love. By the way, I know you have a new course on removing resistance. I that do. is in the episode 
details right now along with your other courses. You have a discount code just for people listening that's to this podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about that at the end, but that's in the episode details right now. If anyone wants to check that out, if you're listening to the replay of this, that'll be in the description or show notes. I love everything you're saying. And it seems like we'll have time to take some questions. If you have questions about your specific situation, I'd love to dive in and help people out personally. If you're I would open love to that. sharing. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that too. And, you know, talking about breathing in, and breathing out, it's the first thing that you need to do in order to break the trance that the ego is putting on you. So what happens when you're anxious, or you're stressed, or you're brokenhearted? You stop breathing. And what happens then is you contract even more. I want you to imagine that you are this magnificent field of light And every time you stop breathing into it, it starts to fold in on itself because it's not getting what it needs to stay expansive. So as it folds in on itself, it is struggling to get what it needs and what it needs is breath. And here's why. This is how miraculous we are and the world is that we live in. Your breath, every single one of them, comes from an endless sea of love. Love is the energy that has created everything in our world. So every breath comes from this endless sea of love. It has no beginning and no end. It's always there. And imagine the brilliance of the intelligence that created this system that said, you know what? They need to be taking this love in, in every single breath. So I'm going to make it a no-brainer. They're just going to be breathing all day long, all night long, without even having to think about it. And that way they will get everything that they need until you contract your field until you start to fold in on yourself. And think about it. What happens to your shoulders when you're in that sadness and you're forlorn? Your shoulders come in. You're actually folding yourself in because you believe that you need to protect your heart when in fact your heart is here to protect you. That makes so much sense. I love how you're explaining the difference there. Someone yeah. says, this makes so much sense. Breathing in and out helps me slow down, feel yeah, calm. Of clarity. Course. It's and interesting. It's, people talk so much about protecting their heart. They want to protect their heart. Yeah. They want to protect themselves. But it sounds like you're saying it's kind of the opposite, right? And it seems counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but that's because you've been taught that. You've been taught that you need to protect yourself when in fact... What you should have been taught or reinforced was that whenever you are sad, whenever you are anxious, whenever you are stressed, pull your shoulders back, open your heart, breathe directly into your heart and breathe it all the way down into your belly. We want to fill the belly up and then we want to bring it back up out through the heart because you also want to keep feeding that sea of love so that it can feed you. We are in constant exchange. We are in partnership. 
And by the way, that reminds me of something I wanted to share about what also happens when we withhold love, which is what you're doing, right? You're folding yourself in, you're covering your heart, you're bringing all your energy in so that your heart cannot do what it's meant to do. And that is to love, give and receive love. So you're actually withholding love. Now, if we look at this from an energetic place, from a universal law place, your withholding of love can only result in love being withheld from you. Energy mm. is always seeking out other energy just like itself. But let's take it deeper. If everything in the universe is based on these principles of partnership, it means in order to be in partnership, we need to be in union, right? If you mm -hmm. are withholding love, are you in union anymore? No. Yeah. Are you in partnership anymore? No. Well, isn't partnership the whole end result that you're looking for? So you yeah. are sabotaging yourself at every level, and you are making it absolutely impossible for love to come in and to feed your heart. And you're making it impossible for love to go out and find a safe place to land where it will be loved and honored and cherished, which is what, of course, you want. And you want your partnership, your union to be based on that as a foundation. That is the only way that we can build sustainable relationships. It's so interesting. I know we were chatting about this throughout the week. I don't think most people in my community, I could be wrong about this, but just from what I've seen over the years, I don't think many of them would identify as withholding love. I think mm -hmm. a lot of them would identify with kind of taking all their love and throwing it down this bottomless pit, basically. Like, <laughs> So loving and so understanding mm -hmm. towards somebody who's breadcrumbing them, like that comment we got in the chat or someone who's not available or doesn't want to commit or maybe they're avoidant or something it. like that. And so we don't think of ourselves as withholding love, but would someone in that situation be withholding love from themselves or how would this relate to someone who tends to overgive or love too much or take all their love and throw it out towards the wrong kind of person? Okay, so this is so interesting. What a fabulous question that is. So someone who gives too much is actually someone who is so full of fear that they will be exposed as not being lovable. So it actually mm -hmm. comes from the same place. But I do want to talk about this withholding of love because when you are stuck in the past and you are perseverating on this lost love, you withhold love in every other place in your life because you're not trusting in love. Love mm. doesn't get stuck in the past. Love is the creative force. It's what creates everything. It only knows to go forward. So it's your mind that has you stuck back there. And that has nothing to do with your heart. But because you've been hurt, you're contracting your field. You're not letting your love in. You're not letting your love out. You are withholding love. And you're going to see if you really start to pay attention 
that it won't be just towards that relationship where you got hurt. You'll see that you have a tendency to withhold love in other relationships. A friend says something that you don't like. You immediately say, well, screw you. You know, you dismiss them. You are at work. It's the same kind of thing. You are on guard everywhere in your life. And you are withholding your love because it's behind that wall that you have created. It's so true. Yeah, Uh I hear from so many people who are at that place. I'm so glad to be talking about this. And I'd love to hear from everyone if this is something that they've experienced or not. I was just talking to someone the other day, a family member who's very close to me, who's just like I described, such a sweet, wonderful, giving person, just has the biggest heart in the world and was just like I said, taking all of that love and basically doing everything for someone who was not doing the same for her, not even close, not putting in any Uh kind of effort. And I said, be careful with this guy something is a little off here and come to find out he was dating sleeping with four or five (laughs) other people the whole time they were together and I mean just awful right and the first thing she said she was telling me what had happened what she had found out and she said I am never trusting another man ever again (laughs) right and I get that but I said that's the wrong way to go you're just going to actually attract more people just like that if you're coming from that place. What would you say to someone who has a hard time trusting people because they've been hurt so badly in the past? So the reason that they've been hurt is not from somebody else. It's themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because exactly. they didn't trust themselves. They didn't trust mm-hmm. their own lovability. You know, if I had a dollar, Elena, for every person who said, I just want to be loved for myself. And yet they are never themselves. They are always constantly contorting themselves to be what they think somebody else will love or Mm -hmm. somebody else wants from them. They change everything like a chameleon just to be what that person wants. Well, that person is stuck in that conditioning where they believe, number one, they're not enough. Number two, that they must earn love. Yeah, that's exactly right. That describes this person perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the classic person who comes to this work. Such a wonderful, amazing, true blue Mm -hmm. kind of person. And they tend to get stuck on people who are not giving out that same love to them. And then they over-function. They try to do things, improve themselves, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. So what's the way out of that? What's the first somebody who's at that place? The way out is, number one, I would have someone start to do trust exercises with yourself. In other words, you need to develop this relationship with yourself where you can trust yourself, number one, not to put yourself in those situations again, but not because you're protecting yourself. It's because you recognize that you deserve more. You recognize that you're worth more. And that's what trust exercises do. And they're very, very powerful. The other thing is, is that because I teach my clients how to discern energy, one of the most powerful ways of doing that is to start to pay attention by observing your interactions with lots of people and just pay attention to what you start to recognize with your own heart. Are you withholding love? Are you rejecting love? Or are you allowing love to just flow in and out? 
So what do you have to do in order to be able to discern that? Well, number one, you have to recognize when you're judging any situation whatsoever. The moment that you're judging yourself is not enough, you will contract your energy. You'll feel your belly getting tight. You'll feel your breath gets shallow. You might even start to have symptoms of being, you know, really anxious. Your palms may sweat. You might have trouble sitting still, that kind of a thing. So what happens is the moment that you start to recognize symptoms, what is your job? Your job is simply take a deep breath in. In other words, it seems counterintuitive, but it's the antidote for what you are experiencing. Take your breath in. If you need to visualize this magnificent, endless sea of love, just filling every breath, do it. Get to recognize how that feels when you're breathing in love. Breathe it all the way down to your belly. Breathe it all the way back up, out through your heart. If you are rejecting love, here's how that looks. You are in a conversation with somebody and they say something that you take offense to. Right away, you feel yourself pulling back. You don't want to be in conversation. Maybe your hand goes up. You're actually withholding and rejecting love because you will not accept anything that they're sending you. So any heart connection that they might have been feeling for you you have just severed that connection. When you realize you've done this, take a deep breath in. Now, here's what's so interesting. After you get very good at recognizing this, guess what's going to happen? All of a sudden, you're going to realize you can trust yourself. Right. Yeah. You will be mm -hmm. very careful about putting yourself into a relationship or an opportunity, for instance, if you can feel your body contracting. This is what I call the real journey of intimacy. It's into me see. It's spending the time to really get to know you and how your higher self is communicating with you. Because your higher self knows that you're here to love and to be loved. And so it constantly is leading you in the direction where that will be accomplished. That is your mission here on earth. So whether it's a romantic relationship or friends or business or even somebody you meet on the street, if you just start exercising, giving and receiving love, a simple smile, how are you today? Oh, look at that beautiful flower. In other words, invite love in. Just invite love in. And remember then to give love out. It shifts everything. This is a heart shift. You are stepping outside of the imprisonment of your mind. And you are learning to live from your heart. This is where we become heart-centered. And we learn how to heart-shift. We take the dense energy of the mind and we bring it through the heart. The heart knows exactly what it needs. So we bring it through the heart, 
we first give it light and we give it all of that love that we've collected and we bring it through and then we just set it free. We remember the principles of love, true love. There are no Mm. strings attached. So we need to just pay attention. When are we putting strings on love? It's so true. I love everything you're saying. And I just have to say how spot on that is. You can really trust yourself when you're coming from this place where you're connected to your heart. Right. In my experience and opinion, your intuition kicks in. Like you got it. Touch That's with it. right. When you're up in your head or coming from the ego, you're cut yeah. off from your intuition. And it's like this superpower that we all have, I think, especially as women. And yeah. the situation I just experienced with somebody who was in my life, it's exactly like you said, the red flags were there from the very beginning mm-hmm. with this guy from the first date, the nickname for this guy was red flags guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was dating a couple people, but then ended up getting into this year and a half long relationship, even though all mm-hmm. the signs were there right from the beginning. Beginning. So it's not, I'm never going to trust another man ever again. That's not the right way to go. It's trust yeah. yourself. Alarm bells were going off and you were ignoring that and you just got involved in this situation. Anyway, we've all been there, by the way. There's yes. no judgment here. I know when you have strong chemistry or attraction with someone, that just takes over. Sometimes it blows away all our logic or best interests or <laughs> intuition often. So but I love everything you're sharing. Yeah, but it's also right then and there. In that instant where you have to ask yourself, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Do I want this momentary pleasure or do I want to build the foundations of a lifelong sustainable relationship? Yes. And so the ego, again, wants all of those juices running and it's like a smokescreen. But this is where we step into our majesty, I say. And we just keep in mind, we are the creators of every experience. So if you decide you want just the momentary pleasure, take responsibility for that. Say, I want the momentary pleasure. I am not looking at this as a foundation for my forever love. Mm. And then when you get spit out, Don't be angry. Right. Don't be disappointed. Just say, okay, that was a heck of a ride. And what's next? Okay, so we come into this new way of being. Everything is your kingdom. And so you choose what you want to create. And my only words to you are choose your energies prudently. Choose only the energies that have the potential to create what you want to experience, and you'll never be disappointed. That is such great advice. I just have to say, if you want to go for the chemistry, and when you said the ride, it's perfect. It's like, okay, go on that roller coaster ride, have fun with it. Don't beat yourself up over it, but certainly don't let that experience make you close your heart off and withhold love, as you put it, and not trust anyone else. Because like I said, the signs are almost always there right from the beginning. So I just love everything you're sharing. I know we wanted to save some time to talk about your new course. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic before we do that? Oh my gosh, I I could talk forever and ever about this because I think it's such an important subject. I have one last thing to say, and that Mm -hmm. is 
as long as you want to hold on to the past and try to convince yourself that if you had done this differently, that differently, convince yourself of all that stuff. As long as you want to be there, I want you to know that what you're actually waiting for is on the other end of that spectrum, arms folded, foot tapping. Okay, how much longer? It's waiting for you, but hmm. you can't get there if you're stuck in the past. And here's why. The past, and I know you've heard this, is truly dead because there's no energy that can actually feed it. It only collects energy, but it doesn't feed the past. It collects energy. Think of a dust ball. It stays under your couch and it keeps collecting all the dust. But when you pull it out from under the couch, do you want to save that? No. No. You want to put that in the garbage. And what do you want to enjoy? You want to enjoy that beautiful, clean space where you can invite someone in and share it with you and create something beautiful. I love it. So all your resources are in the here and now. Can you explain that a little deeper? I've never heard anyone sure. say that before. The fact that it can collect energy, but it's dead. You can't create from that place. I'd love to hear anything else you have to say on that. Okay. So everything has a magnetic force, right? So even though it's dead because it's in the past, every time that you put your attention there, it is collecting dead energy. And so the dust ball grows. It's not alive because it's not connected to source. But the magnetics of it, just because energy is being put around it, it's like you keep taking your broom and sweeping all the dust under the couch. And it is still collecting. And it doesn't bring it back to life because it's not connected to an energy source. It's just collecting dust. That makes so much sense. I love learning these new concepts. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Every time we do an episode together, I learned so many new things. So for people who want to go deeper and actually remove that resistance, yeah. I know you have some really deep processes in your new course. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I know we have the coupon code love 100 mm -hmm. just for women in my community listening to That's this right. podcast. Right? Exactly. Yep. So as you can see, everyone, the most important thing that you can do for yourself and your love life is to begin to recognize where your resistance is to allowing love in or allowing love out. And so what this course does is it takes you through the process of discernment and it takes you through the process of starting to actually consciously heart shift. What a heart shift is, is when, as I said before, you're taking the dense energy of the mind, that ego energy, and you're bringing it through the heart. What happens is the heart feeds it love. That's what it's really yearning for. So the heart feeds it love. And immediately, you can actually feel this, by the way, when you really get the hang of this, immediately its vibrational frequency is raised because light has been injected into it. And so what you've actually done is recalibrated the frequency of that energy. So you've not only filled it with love, but you've changed its potential. 
So while it was under the couch collecting more dust, all it could do was collect dust. It doesn't have any other potential. But once it's brought through the heart, it's given that love, injected it with the light of love. You've changed the potential so that as you've raised that vibrational frequency, that energy now has the potential to draw to it things of a higher vibrational frequency. And it's much different than the dust under your couch. This higher vibrational frequency is love on the move. And it will go out and it will collect more energy just like itself. And it will get more and more love. And then the energy is raised and the frequency is raised. And it is love on the move. Until before you know it, all of that love will bring to you exactly what you are yearning for and will have the capacity to create the relationship that not only are you yearning for, but you deserve. You are here to love and be loved because that is how we create a world that we all want to live in. That is so beautiful. I love how you put that. So that's in the episode details right now. If you're listening live, if you're listening to the replay, that will be the first link in the show notes. And you can use the coupon code LOVE100 to get $100 off that course for a limited time. I also included links to your self-love starter course and also find love now. True love begins with a heart shift in you. You are known as the heart shift coach, which yep. I absolutely love. And on find love now, I believe the coupon code is find love one. 50. That'll get you yes. 70% off that course. Mm -hmm. All of the information is in the show notes. So you can get those coupon codes and the links. Everything will be in there. This was amazing, Marcy. This just <laughs> flew by. We always have so much fun talking about these really deep concepts. I, I know. It's so important to get this information out there. I just think everyone in the world needs to know this. <laughs> and I just love everything you shared. Any last words of wisdom before we close out? Just remember that you are love itself. And as love, your number one need is to love. So practice loving, practice giving love, practice receiving love, and practice knowing the difference when you have either withheld or rejected love. And you will be well on your way to really, truly being able to trust yourself. Like Helena said, it comes from building that bond within you where you know that you can trust that inner system that you're hardwired with and that it'll never lead you astray. So just That's give yourself so those gifts. Yeah. I love it. So important. I can't wait to go back and listen to this myself. <laughs> I feel like I could just <laughs> listen to it a hundred times and get something new out of it each and every time. So this was so great. If you're listening to the replay, I'm also going to include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. That's where I broadcast my podcast live every other Friday at two o'clock PM Pacific time, five o'clock PM Eastern time. It's completely free and so much fun. You can type your questions into the chat like the ladies did today. You can call in, talk to us personally. So I'll include links for that as well. If anyone wants to join me for my live broadcasts, I'll be back in two weeks. And I'm looking forward to connecting with everyone again then. So thank you so much again, Marcy. And thanks everyone for listening. This was great. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. And so much love to you.
The biggest mistake women make when a man is hot and cold, acting distant or pulling away is something called a connection barrier, and it only pushes him further away. If you'd like to read about what a connection barrier is so you don't accidentally make it, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.